Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What am I saying? Yeah. You can't read it though. You gotta look at the camera. I know. I can't <laughs> just look down at that the whole time. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. Hello, welcome to the Optimistic Dater Podcast. Uh, podcast all about dating and what it's become. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. I'm going to give the guy perspective. And I'm Julia, your other host, coming at you with the woman's perspective. And I'm definitely reading this right now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you go. Go again? Again. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Podcast uh, okay. What? Dating is true. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Optimistic Data Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sam. I jumped like four lines. Okay. <laughs> right. It shouldn't be as hard as it, it is it's for not people this, who TikTok. It's not this hard. No, it's, it's not. We're just overthinking it. Okay. okay. Shake it out. Get it. Hello, and welcome to the Optimistic Data a Podcast dedicated to what dating has become. I am one of your hosts, Sam, with the, the guy perspective, joined by Julia, and I'm coming at you with the woman's perspective. And today we're going to be talking about dating as a whole. Dating as a whole. What it's like right now. Yeah. All right. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Cool. You want to do it again? You're lagging out a little bit for a second. <gasps> No. It's okay. Uh, yeah, we can do it one more time, and then if you want, we can just like go into it if you want. Yeah. Okay. Want to just do what dating is like as a whole? And date what dating's like right now. Okay. Always better. Episode one. Right. About to begin. Yeah, we need we need to get one of those. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Optimistic Dater Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things dating and what it's become. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Sam, with the guy perspective, and I'm joined by... Julia, with the woman's perspective, and today we're going to be talking about dating right now. <laughs> yep. Dating. 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 What is dating? What has it become? What is it turned into how's our uh how's our personal situations uh been affected by how dating is in 2022 or i guess the 2020s if you ever take mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh Post apocalyptic world dating <laughs> yeah mad max world dating what what do we do how do we date what you know all these things um so to i guess start it off with how has the past, how far back do I want to go? How has the past year to two years of dating been for you? Well, uh, whoops. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dating for me has been interesting just because I came out of a marriage. And so I think that's um, a little different from your experiences, but... I was married for seven years and with the same person for 13 years. So when I came out of that, I was experiencing dating as a new thing for me. And it was in the middle of a pandemic. 
So it was super interesting to say the least. Yeah. Because I came into like, oh, hey, let's try Tinder and let's try Bumble and all this stuff. And didn't really like I was super, um, I guess, immature or very like inexperienced, naive, I guess is the word to say when it comes to dating. So well, um, everything was. Yeah. So it was very like just right. for me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, I came off of being engaged, so not married, but I was engaged for a little bit. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And so in the midst of that pandemic hitting, we broke up. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm starting from square one again. Um, but I kind of just threw myself at work and tried dating apps. Not the best idea to do, um, but it seems to be like the only way we can, at least that I've found to interact with people anymore that are like-minded, um, mm -hmm. unless you get that like diamond in the rough of meeting somebody in person, um, which I feel like is getting rarer and rarer each time now. It is, I feel like people don't really address other people in public, like they're too scared to be vulnerable in public. So they just avoid it. If they can't find your Instagram or a way to contact you online, they're just like, nah, nah not yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's, it's inter internet uh, verification first. And then like, oh, then I might say hi to you in public setting. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So let's dissect that a little bit and talk about social media and uh, well, not social media, but like dating apps right now. Yeah. And do you think that men go into dating apps thinking like, I'm going to find a relationship? Or do you think a lot of people use dating apps as a way for hookups? Um, I know from at least my close friend group that are single, um, of the three, four of us, one's married, uh, one's divorced, single, single. And I know at least for our microcosm, it's we would like to find somebody that we could actually build a relationship out of. Um, the downside to that with those dating apps is they're not geared for that. Um, like Tinder, for instance, is literally just a numbers game. How many matches can you get? Um, and I've heard from uh, female friends that it's literally just like a game. Like, how many can I match with? How many can I go? Like, it's just hoping for a green every time. Um, so I think it's it's definitely not helping um, because it's turned into just a sit down and hope for something instead of making a connection. Even if we do make a connection on there from the guy's side of stuff, you get left undelivered or it's a bot. Nine times out of 10, it's a bot on there. I don't know if that's just yeah, like our that's area. That's so weird. Oh, it's so weird. I think from, so I've heard that a lot. As a woman, I've heard men talk about bots a lot, but I've never experienced like a male bot before. Yeah. And so I think that's more something that men experience through dating apps than women do. I think I've seen a couple like videos on this where it's, it they've broke down those apps, especially Tinder, the example we're using is the vast majority of people on there it, are males. Um, so they know that they can just influx that with bots, which now you, you, being on it for I don't know, on and off of it for about two years. You can kind of tell when it's a bot because like certain things aren't adding up. Like it's a verified account, but their like age isn't there or their place where they live isn't there. Like weird stuff like that. You're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. 
So you can kind of get used to that stuff, or it's like just all Snapchat related things. Um, but then again, like some of them are real people, and it looks like a fake account, and then when you match with them, nothing happens. I've gotten that. I've gotten where people are like, are you a fake account? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but when a fake person say that they weren't a fake person. Yeah, I've, I've seen that's just... people like talk about it where like they can't even make an account on there anymore because they got reported so many times as a fake account, but they're real. Mm, yeah, that's weird. I've had people make fake accounts of me on Tinder and stuff. I, I've only had <laughs> I've had one but it was on Instagram and they like viewed my story it was the only reason I knew that they made a fake account I don't know who it mm. was but it like immediately goes gone I was like that's that was just a weird experience like to see your picture on somebody else's name I was like what the yeah yeah so what have your experiences been like actually dating like going on an actual date what's your what's your worst Tender horror story. Ooh, my worst tender horror story. Okay. Okay, I had one. So typically for a date, if I'm starting to vibe with you, I can't believe I just said vibe, but I'm like almost <laughs> 30 and I just said vibe. It's fine. Um, I said that earlier. What are you trying to say? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, so tip, like I'm. I guess I'm traditionalist where let's go out to dinner, let's go do something, uh, maybe like, I don't know, depending on the weather, like putt-putt, carts, something like that, out in public. I don't want to just like, I'm not trying to invite you over. That's like a second date, like I might cook for you type thing. Mm -hmm. First one I went on, one of the first ones I remember going on was, went out to dinner, decent place, I think it was like, um, it's like Yard House or something. So not, not the most fancy place but a nice place um nice ish and she wouldn't she would not stop talking about her cats i mean i'm not that's funny because you're a cat person and and that's why we connected at first i was like okay she's got cats cool like i was i didn't think too much of it i was like yeah they're cats i guess my perspective my cats are like hey they're there they're not gonna bug me they like to cuddle sometimes cool live and let live I'm telling you, every other sentence was about her cats. Every other oh, sentence. Interesting. And I was like, it, it it drug on and it got to the point where I was like, I, I don't know if I can, like, I, it was one of those where I, could, I don't know if I could have made it through the date, where it just kept really? being, talk, like, it was every other sentence, like, oh, so the, then, I don't remember the name, I should remember the name for how many times she said it, but and then he did this and then oh i just love it when they do this and i love it when they do this i was like okay like yeah okay and it was just like it just killed it it just killed it for me and i couldn't i couldn't do it <laughs> that was one of the worst that's the one that stuck out in my head at least it was that's uh, the worst one you've been on well that's the other thing i don't go on very many dates Oh my gosh. In person. Okay, I can I can one up you. Okay. okay. Are you ready okay. for this? Are you ready for the story? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the very first Tinder date that I ever went on, and I'm surprised that I ever used a dating app after this. Okay, so like I said, I was married for a long time and I was naive when I came out of my marriage. 
So I was like, okay, like, I just want to meet people. So I matched with this guy and talked to him for a little bit. And he was like, well, let's hang out. And I was like, okay, but like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And he was like, okay, cool. And he invited me over to his house. And I was like, okay, I, I'll come over. But again, I'm not going to have sex with you. So I went over to his house. We hung out for a little bit. We made out a little bit, whatever. And then um, <laughs> he tried to, you know, like, whatever. He made and I was like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave now because this is getting like too much. And obviously you, you just want to have sex with me. Right. And um, he whipped out his dick and was like, just shit. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then I ran out of his apartment. That's so assault, that's, brother. Yeah, that was uh, pretty weird. I was, I mean, who does that? What full-grown man is like, just touch my penis? That's, no. No. Especially exactly. like in today's, it, it, like, you can't do that today. Like, yeah. There's been multiple people canceled for that exact same reason. Um, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Well, I get, like, I don't date that much, but... I have had like those instances of where I think I'm where I match with somebody and we start to talk about things and like a date potential of a date gets brought up and then it just kind of turns into it's no longer talking about like dating or like going out on dates it's more just all of a sudden it turns into hey you want to hook up and it's not even like it's it's both of our perspectives of just like either we both like catch the vibe that it's not going to work as a date thing and then mm -hmm. it it slowly just turns into like let's just talk and i guess have fun but even then it just like goes to deliver it after like a couple days and there's nothing happens yeah so, so are you personally still using dating apps now i unfortunately have tinder and hinge um you hear that ladies single ladies Single Sam single. <laughs> yeah. Super single. Um, yeah, I have both, I guess. Uh, I know there's Bumble. I've tried Bumble, like, when I was younger, and I just... I get the concept of it, but from being on the other apps, it's... Bumble should have came out first before Tinder, and it's unfortunate that it didn't, because what I've noticed is women do not want to make the first move. So if you have an app totally based around that where they have to say hi, they won't say hi. See, and I think that this goes back to the whole thing that you were talking about, about women using dating apps as validation mm -hmm. because they're getting on there and they're seeing who they can match with, but they're not going to bother saying hi because they already got their validation from the match. Yeah, I matched with this this guy from somewhere. That's all I need. It's an yeah. instant gratification instead of, hey, let me see, or even why you would think you're on the app. Let me see what this guy's about. Which I think plays into a greater thing of, uh, at least from the guy's perspective, seeing how many options there are for females now. If you can just get on an app and swipe and get somebody else to like you, even if it's like an instant, just a simple little thing, I feel like that's become a detriment to guys holding someone's attention for even a conversation at this point yeah but i think that goes both ways it does because men have so many options as well everybody has options because of social media because of dating apps it's like 
there's always something better in people's minds. So it's hard to just keep someone's attention because if you look at dating before all this stuff, it was you meet somebody. Yeah, they have some flaws, but you work through those flaws or you dedicate yourself to being a better person. They do the same. You just try to like work through those things. But now it's like, I don't like any of this stuff about you or I don't like this one thing about you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to move on to the next thing. But the reality of it is we all have flaws. And so we just have to find somebody who's willing to deal with those flaws and not just move on to the next person. Yeah, I think we have to be more open to the fact that the the pedestals that have been given for both males and females in dating are not attainable. And mm-hmm. it seems like what you mentioned, once there's a slight inconvenience, that's the scapegoat. That's the ticket to get out. I can go find somebody else. I can go back into a little honeymoon phase of something and feel all the things I want to feel again. And then once that happens again, it's just the never ending cycle of honeymoon phase. Oh, see you later. Honeymoon phase. Ah, see you later. Yeah. So what can we do to, to, to turn this around, to what? make it better and, hmm. and, and prosper in dating in the dating world? Uh, well, Robot voices help, I hear. <laughs> uh, went robot a little bit there for a second, but it's fine. Um, well, I think, I am I mean, honestly, it has to be one of those things of you got to be either. You have to be serious about going into, I think, those date those dating apps and that dating world you can't just be going in to play games. And I think a lot of it has become either the matching and just getting gratification and then bouncing um, has just turned into such an easy way to get that instant gratification that no one wants to do the hard work of like, okay, this person has pressed my buttons a little bit. How can I work through this with this person? Instead, it's just, it's become the simplistic way of like, all right, my hands of this and go so working on either yourself and your insecurities of what whatever gets brought up to you and whatever situation with your partner at the time uh, or how you and your partner at the time mesh and what strengths and weaknesses you have uh, with each other mm-hmm. I think those are two of the biggest things because it's turned into a very singular thing dating which is weird to say but everyone's just kind of out for themselves instead of like working together with somebody. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's very true. Occasionally I have like nuggets of goodness, but you know. <laughs> nuggets of. Just pure. Foresight. For, yeah, <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. What do you, what do you think though? What do you think needs to either change uh, what do you think we need to get better at as in, in dating lives, I guess? I think communication, and then I think taking that communication without being offended by it. I think I've been in a lot of relationships because I'm a very open communicator. I think communication is extremely important, but I've been in relationships where they won't communicate with me and they shut down when it's time to communicate. Mm-hmm. 
but because I communicate so much and I'm like, hey, this is what's bothering me. What can we do to fix it? They'll take it as an attack and it'll turn into, oh, I cannot do anything right. Your standards are too high. Um, you know, I don't even know what to do with this. So I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I think that's definitely, that. that's a, uh, how do I put this? That's an effect of how dating has become over the years to guys. Like guys have just been either, at least from my perspective and the perspective of a lot of guys, uh, we've kind of been like the whipping boy of a lot of things for dating in general. Like you see it online all the time now, all men are trash, all this stuff. I think collectively guys- Fuck boy this and fuck boy that. Yeah. So collectively, a lot of guys, not for a good reason and, and definitely not for their betterment, have just learned to shut down instead of dealing with those problems because mm -hmm. either they've had past trauma where they know where that's going and they don't want to deal with it. So they're, it's easier for them to shut down and just like check out. Yeah. And I think it too has to do with with society and how men look at feeling their emotions too and how they've been taught to kind of not feel their emotions big time and then when it comes time to be like hey this is what i feel then they're like no i can't say how i feel because that's being a pussy or you know it's not manly to express how i feel or that one time i did my lady left me something like that or yeah that that's happened a couple times where like uh, I, I'm not the most emotional guy. Um, you have to be with me for a little bit to get to that point. But there were a couple of relationships where I would finally like open up about something like whether it was like a, a family event or, or something made me feel this way. Um, it doesn't even have to be with my partner, just like something happened at work or something like that. And you can feel like a shift in demeanor with your partner once you like mm -hmm. express that and all of a sudden you're looked at differently because you expressed that you, you're seen as weaker. So yes, it's turned into that for guys, but I don't think we're not, obviously we're not taught how to express our emotions. So once we get later on in life, mid twenties to thirties, when we're feeling those emotions and we don't know how to put words to those emotions, we kind of just blurt shit out. Um, that's when the problems happen because we haven't dealt with those past emotions in a mm -hmm. in a positive light. They're just been bunker down and deal with it. You'll get through it. Yeah. So I think basically what it boils down to when it comes with when it comes to modern dating is that you have to shift through a bunch of bullshit before you find somebody who's on the same wavelength as you mm -hmm. and who's in the same place as you because a lot of us have baggage and we still continue to date without dealing with the baggage that oh, we yeah. have and then the relationship doesn't work out because of that baggage so it's just a matter of getting to the point where you find someone who's just like in the same place as you at the same time yeah definitely like trying to find somebody that's willing either willing to put up with your stuff because we all bring stuff to it obviously or um, is open enough to like just honestly just listen to it. They don't even have to deal 
deal with it. I don't want to say mm-hmm. deal with it, but like, you know what I mean? Like just being open and there for your partner, I feel like has turned into a, a non, how do I put, losing the words, just being there for your partner has turned into like a, a skill set that not everybody has now, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. So for you, how how do you see dating apps going forward now that like I think a lot more people are obviously talking about dating apps and like their detriment towards people. Are you going to still continue to use them or are you going to be backing off of them? Going to try to meet people the old-fashioned way in the grocery store? Like where, where are we going? So I personally don't use them anymore fair i stopped using them probably i think i got on one for a day or two maybe a couple months ago Mm -hmm. but it's really been probably six months ago or more since i've really consistently used a dating app because it just seems like every time i get on them it's just it causes me mental distress because i feel like number one i feel like i'm constantly on it Mm mm-hmm and it it's just it's too much for me um and then i feel like when i get rejected it affects me more than it should affect me yeah for sure it it's it's worse than like losing a game like a video game like you're like oh shit that person just doesn't even want to bother all right cool man like it takes a bit it takes a chunk out of you like physically almost yeah Um, And I have to say, there still are people that do come up to people in public because I have had people recently come up to me, maybe like in the grocery store mm -hmm. or in a gas station or the gym. And they're like, hey, like, want to grab a drink sometime? I'm usually, you know, me being me. Awkward as fuck. (laughs) I'm just like, uh... nod your head and like, okay, and just walk away. (laughs) Yeah. Don't even get my phone number. Just... Um, sure sometime bye i've heard as as i've gotten older that Target is the place to go but i can't bring myself to go there every day oh i'm there every day so <laughs> noted there you go guys she's there every day okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love target uh, okay i was there today jesus okay Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. There's good. they got That's a lot good. of good stuff there. Honestly, I hate though. I hate when people come up to me at the gym and hit on me at the gym. Oh, it's terrible. I don't know how how guys are, but I'm like I'm there to focus on me. Like this is me time. This is my time to de-stress and not worry about other people. And when somebody comes and hits on me in the gym, I'm like, now I just feel super uncomfortable. I don't know who's watching me. Yep. I don't know what's going on. So, I, I wouldn't recommend hitting on people at the gym that's been the consensus that i've seen from like even guys like i guess guys that know what's going on like how to perceive reality very well know not to do that but then there's guys that you just like see you're like oh he's not all there like and he just (laughs) does his own thing being a trainer i see all the time guys just walk up to girls in the middle of their set or when they're not supposed to like there's there's a time and place to talk to somebody in the gym, 
let them rest, like if they're going to get water, like something like that. Like time your stuff if you're going to try to attempt that. But I did see this TikTok the other day that said like um if he likes you, he won't come up to you in the gym. He'll just start showing up at the same time you do every day. That's that's a thing. That's totally a thing. I've seen multiple people like you'll see them depending on the schedule, like you'll see them working out at certain times and then all of a sudden both of them start walking together. Both of them start walking out together. You're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys are a thing, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I've always told people like don't try it. I think the gym's one of those one areas of life where like no one's like you can be there to look and feel sexy and like accomplished and killing it in the gym, like badass. I don't want to try to pick you up in the gym. Like like I don't know if that's just me, but like I will ad- admire and compliment if I see something cool, but like I'm not going to be like now's my chance. <laughs> Do you think that everybody has a gym crush though? Oh. They're like there's gym crushes. That one person that they're always like Yeah, for sure there's gym crushes. Like I see it daily. I see people like you can see inside baseball where our PT desk sits. You can see all the mirrors. So you can see people's like eye lines like lining up all the time. So you can totally tell that there's gym crushes. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can also tell when people like do this number where they get done with the set, they look down at their phone, they t- type for a little bit. And then like two seconds later, the se- like person they're looking at looks down at their phone and types for a little bit. There's a lot of that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to say that's not a bad place to meet people, but just like inside the gym, like go like say hi or whatever you're going to do and then go outside the gym. I don't want to see. Okay, so but, but what happens if you have relations with somebody in the gym and then it doesn't work out, but you guys work out at the same gym? Well, I'll tell you from experience, um, you start coming at a different time. Okay, that um, works. Uh, so for me personally... Uh, I used to work out like midday with my ex. Now I've gone back to my schedule of like working out like after all my clients in the evening. So like just to, and I know it wouldn't happen because we're, we didn't break up the worst, didn't break up the best. Um, Nothing would come of it, but just to have that awkward tension in the gym, I don't, I just, I'm good. Yeah. So if I can nip it in the butt and just not be there at the same time, yeah, I'll you should it. get there at the same time and be like, "Look at this! Look at this fat dumpy you're missing out on." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll I'll take your advice there. <laughs> fat. Look at these huge legs. It's fat dumpy and huge legs. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There, there is a little, little of that bitterness or pettiness, I guess creeps in every so often and like mm, I could do that now nah, I won't do that yes there's a lot of pettiness that comes with social media like social media and breakups is bad oh yeah and this comes I am guilty of it I'm so guilty of it especially because my TikTok is very surrounded by dating and um I've definitely gone to TikTok to vent about my breakups multiple times but I realized in the last six months that it's not the healthiest way to deal with a breakup yeah don't need to air it out for everybody to see yeah 
yeah i can see i can see both sides because like on one side it's it's your tiktok it's what you want to do but then at least with like your following like i could see how that would be not just like a negative if the guy would happen to see it which i, I assume he did or they would uh how if it was like somebody with a smaller following it'd be like okay they made a thing about me but like i feel like with the weight that you could have behind it that could be like oh shit moment for a guy at least yeah if i've had them on my tiktok um i feel like my last couple guys that i've dated i haven't really had on my tiktok so it's not like all my followers are coming at them like that's, what the fuck did you do yeah that's <laughs> that's fair i think that's a smart thing to do i think honestly i think keeping your private life private on on social media is the way to go i mean yeah first at, experience at least until that. it gets to a certain point right yeah i think again going back to lovely my past relationship we were both fitness oriented so we started posting each other with stuff that we were doing in the gym so people started noticing okay they're dating cool awesome then we broke up and so it was that weird thing of like a lot of these videos have done like really good numbers do i fucking delete them oh, yeah i guess i delete them okay great cool like that pettiness in the back of my mind i'm like ah great cool or the comments that i get now are like anytime i post anything relationshipy people are like oh here we go again julia's dating someone again but like literally that's what we're doing yeah we're dating people it's not like some ridiculous thing to be it's not a secret dating multiple people like you know like dating and then breaking up and then dating and then breaking up like that's what you that's what dating is about right right i'm just gonna marry the first person i date that's fair um what's if you had to or maybe add... actually that's a lie because i did do that <laughs> well yeah yeah special case well you and i know two so both of my buddies that are married both ended up marrying their high school sweetheart so mm -hmm. i think I don't, there's probably no correlation to it but like i think if you find somebody early enough and you can grow into that at a younger age i think it'll work out better that way in, in terms of like society now so like the younger kids yeah. hopefully they can find people in high school and stick with them and then go because um, i think as we've gotten older one your options have become far vaster that's not a word whatever um so your pool to pe pull people from is greater so you have more options so your eyes always kind of doing this number and you don't really get to grow with anybody because everyone's already done their own stuff they've they've accomplished career goals they've accomplished you know academic goals whatever they've mm -hmm. wanted to do either by themselves or with somebody already so you can't have those memories you can't build on that i mean once you hit a certain i feel like a certain point like the late 20s ish it's a weird spot yeah i think i think i agree and i disagree a little bit because i see your your side of it and that works if you do in fact grow together yeah but there's instances where one person grows and the other person stays stagnant and then there's a problem there there's a there's a divide there and it causes problems which is what happened in my situation yeah um but also i think that on the flip side I think people need to experience dating and the shitty part of dating in order to experience or to really appreciate being in a secure 
relationship. For sure. Because then they can look back and say, oh, that fucking sucked. I don't want to do that again. Yep. So I'm going to appreciate what I have. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen that. And I think that's for a lot of people have turned into what they want. It seems like, at least in my experience and a lot of my buddies' experience, you'll date somebody for a little bit and it, you're literally there just to take the mind. I, I mean, not to steal the TikTok that I posted the other day, but you're literally there to keep that person's mind off their ex for a little bit while they go through their shit. And then mm -hmm. once they're good, like once they've quote unquote healed or said they healed, you're gone. They're back to their ex. And part of me is like, ah, oh, that's really shitty. But the other part of me for that person is like, they worked on themselves where they needed to get emotionally, however it was to go back to that person that they were first with. And they're like, Hey, I've worked on, I'm, this is like hoping this is how this conversation goes. I doubt it goes exactly like this. Hey, I've worked on the stuff. I I've been out in the dating pool. I think what you and I have together is great. Let's try this again. I think I'm seeing a lot more of that lately for better or for worse. You mean like people are leaving their relationships just to find out that what they had was actually good and they shouldn't have never have left their yep. relationship. Yep. Yeah. Which has been odd to see. And it, I mean, it's a shitty feeling on the receiving end of those things, but mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a, a small minority of people that are finding like either the person that they have stuck it out with the most and then took a break for whatever reason, that ripcord moment um, shouldn't have been a ripcord moment, which yeah. I think as a society kind of shows like, oh, we are growing a little bit. So it's not all bad news. I don't want to bring it all down all the time, but you know, it is also kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that it's really just all about like being in a mindset of I'm ready for a relationship. I don't, I'm done with my ex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm moving forward. And, and people need to, and this is something that I've learned from personal experiences, people need to actually take time after a breakup to heal and really know that they're done with that person before they move on to the next person Yep. and get to a good place before they go into another relationship. Yeah. And I think that people need to detach themselves from dating as a whole for a while because that's where you run into problems. People aren't over people. People are... Um, bringing past baggage in. I mean, people are always going to have baggage until they can really trust another person. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain amount of healing you have to do before you can get into another relationship. Otherwise, it's just turmoil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, the, yeah, spot on there. Um, let's see. How much longer did you want to go on this one? Because we could do uh, another one. Yeah, I think we should move on to the next one. Okay. So how should we end this one? Uh, I'll cut this little bit out, and uh, I guess we can do that'll do it for this episode. Uh, please, I don't know. How do you want to do it? You know, we could talk about if you liked our podcast. You know, give us a oh uh, yeah, give all, us a review or something stuff. like that. Please mm -hmm. like, comment, subscribe down below. Uh, check out us. 
check us out on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and uh, Anchor. Um, I think that's with Spotify. Yeah. Okay. So I think Twitter. All the links will be in the below for you. Um, so yeah. Let's see. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, check us out on social media and our podcast is on Spotify as well as right here on YouTube. Uh, check out our social media, the, what is it? OP podcast. No shit. Ah, <laughs> the Twitter one, the Twitter and the Instagram one were had to be different. Uh, yeah, the links in the bio down below. This is the first one. So I hope you like it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in and check us out and seeing what we had to say we look forward to making more podcasts and spreading our well this episode wasn't very optimistic but hopefully optimism in the future (laughs) optimism will slowly get there at some point